oh the college debt is like 1.3 trillion yeah it's insane and also like i don't think people know this but like when you file for bankruptcy like it doesn't take away your, your debt yeah. for students yeah. people don't know that oh dude what's the definition when you can't get your money back ty lopez talks about this he's like all of my programs there's a there's a refund policy college doesn't have a refund policy that is the definition of a scam if you don't have a refund policy What is up, Sarby Studios Podcast? My name is Ben. I'm your guys' host. And today, I have a special guest with me. I have Vova Test, a drop shipping master, I guess you could say. Uh, Vova, you want to introduce yourself? Tell the audience a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Happy to be here. So, yeah, like you said, I get, I'm not a drop shipping master, but <laughs> I'm too humble to say that. But, uh, yeah, I do do drop shipping and... Um, yeah, I run a personal brand on Instagram. I advertise myself. I run up multiple six-figure stores and uh, I post my results on Instagram. People ask me what I do. Um, now I offer, uh, you know, coaching and now I'm coming out with my course soon. I'm building a brand everywhere. I was on Good Morning La La Land, which is a local TV show in LA last week. I'm speaking at NetCon on April 14th in Long Island, New York. Uh, what else? Uh, the, I have my own podcast, the Future Leaders Podcast. It's on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and stuff. You just started now, that, right? Yeah, I started that like three weeks ago. Already had seven uploaded guests. Um, I have about 20 pre-recordings, though. That's dope. Yeah, see, that's what I'm trying to do, too, is just pre-record a ton, a ton. And are you uploading those just every week, two times a week? What are you doing with that? I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to go today. Trying to do it every day. Sorry, you kind of froze there for a second. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I'm trying to do it every day. Why not? Oh, exactly. Exactly. No, that's dope. So if you guys are listening to this after this podcast, go and check out Vova's podcast. But um, yep. in terms of just kind of background, how I ran into you was kind of just through the dropshipping community. I actually used to uh, run like a print on demand clothing company. And then I also tried to run just like a regular AliExpress dropshipping company. Uh, website didn't go as planned ended up shutting it down because i started a social media marketing agency instead um but i kind of want to just hear a little bit about that from you like how did you get into drop shipping because i've heard little snippets here and there on your instagram um about like you you were a lifeguard correct and then you just pumped all of your lifeguard yeah. money into that so this is how i started um i found out about drop shipping through a ty lopez ad um, clicked on his ad and thank God I clicked on it when I was like 15 years old because then I got retargeted with ad different ads, retargeted with ads for drop shipping and e-commerce. Uh, I saw these 16, 15, whatever year olds, young kids making tens of thousands of dollars online. I'm like, what is this? This looks really interesting. Let me get into it. Um, I took a bunch of, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and stuff. I started my own stories, complete failure. Um, during the summer, I had a job as a lifeguard. Everything I made, I put back into the business, and eventually, a product did pop off for me. And then I started. Um, I started to. I well, like I said, I put everything back into the business. Product popped off. Um, I s probably made like fifteen hundred dollars in one day from dropshipping, and made like eighty bucks in one day from uh, my lifeguard <laughs> job. And that same day, I quit my job. 
Gotcha. And out of curiosity too, because this is kind of a question. So I pumped like, I think $500 uh, into Facebook ads. Um, didn't profit on all of it. I just want to hear like how much money did you pump in your store before you started being profitable? How much money do I pump in before? Um, so I pump in about $100 to test if um, I'm not seeing any profitable results or any break-even results i would move on um is and, that is uh, it, it, i i meant more like in general like when you first started how much money did you put in to your store before you turned that profit of 1500 dollars a day oh yeah probably um so i had other stores and stuff and i did I had multiple stores. My first ever store I started was a Marvel Avengers store. <laughs> Infinity War came out. Um, I thought it was a really good idea at the time. Complete failure. I was doing Instagram influencers because I did not understand Facebook ads. And about June, I found out about Facebook ads and realized that was the way to go. Mm-hmm. I put all of my energy into Facebook ads. I left Instagram influencers and I took a course on Facebook ads. I learned a little bit and I kept trying, kept trying, kept trying. And uh, eventually something did pop off. Um, how much money did I put in? Probably over the course of all my stores I ever ran before I made profit was like about 3000 bucks. Dang, that's a lot of money. A lot of see, that's a lot of people wouldn't have that determination. Were you exactly. like, was it? Was there any moment where you're like, dude, I, I don't know if I can keep pumping money into this and not getting any? I mean, I'm sure you were getting some return, but you weren't turning profit. Was there yeah. any point where you like, dude, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. Like this just is too much money going into it. Man, I thought about getting up like every day. Yeah, um, but. Like, no, I couldn't because I saw people online doing it. And when you know someone who's actually getting those results, you know it's possible. Um, it's hard not having anyone next to you. Like, a lot of people have friends that do it. Um, if you have a friend that does it or you know someone online, like, anybody listening to this podcast, I could tell you I did it myself. Um, it works. So it's possible. A lot of, like, let me give this analogy. Um, there was a world record for like most uh fastest mile ran in a minute yeah yeah yeah. it wasn't wasn't broken for like 20 something years and then in the same year two people broke it or something like that um like it wasn't broken for 20 years and then somebody broke it and then somebody else broke the broken record um again and why for so for 20 years nothing was broken and then two people did it in one year the reason for that is the first person did it that's fine but then the second person did it because they saw the first person did it and realized it was possible yeah and then and then after that like everyone just kept breaking it and breaking so, it correct yeah no i've heard that story before too it's a, it's a really it's a cool story and so that was what who did you look up to at that point like was it um kind of the traditional drop shipping guys like uh Hayden Bowles and Sebastian Georgie, like those guys, or was it? I watched a bunch of YouTube videos. Um, the mentor I I actually paid and uh, still talk to on a weekly basis is Noah Brewer. Um, oh, one more. Noah Noah Brewer. Noah um, Brewer. Okay. He knows his shit. He's a Facebook ads god. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, he he taught me most of the things I know about Facebook ads. 
And how, well, okay, kind of two parts to the question. Would you recommend a mentor? Is that something that was a yeah. break point for you? And two- yeah, uh, It definitely was. Um, buying a course, I never invested myself. YouTube videos were, so as I said, I was a lifeguard. I actually worked in a basement that had no service. What I used to do was download YouTube videos on dropshipping and try to figure it out in that basement and bought, bought books and shit. I've never read books before and I just brought them <laughs> in that basement and I read and I watched and I listened to podcasts. I've never listened to a podcast. Um, first podcast I listened to was like Gary Vee's podcast. Yeah. And it was just, it was just Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. And that's kind of the, was that the turning point for you? Was that, uh, that the, the second part of my question was like, what courses did you invest in? And um, like what, at that, at, you know, what made you decide to invest in those courses, but then also like what on entrepreneurs were kind of influential to you in that time. And what was kind of that mindset switch for you? Yeah. So it was, um, mainly the big ones, Gary V, Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez. Um, and then I watched Noah a lot on YouTube. And then I finally reached out to him when my story was doing a couple hundred bucks a day. Um, we started working together and we scaled that to, um, 1500 to 2000 a day from that. And, uh, learned most of my Facebook ads knowledge, scaling my first store. That's sick. That's really cool. And uh, what, uh, how, at that point, what did you do to scale? Did you open up multiple stores? Did you, uh, no. just, no, you just um, ran with one store at the time. Yeah. I mean, now obviously I've scaled to multiple stores, but, um, at the time, yeah, I had one store that product popped off. Um, and I didn't know how to scale. I just knew how to get those initial sales. I and I needed Noah. Um, and then we took that store to fifteen hundred to two thousand a day, and we just followed a strategy that worked for him consistently. Are you still running that same store? Are you? I know, no. like a lot of those ecom guys try to move their stores over to kind of like a brand so that it's more long term. Is that something you would look to do? Or are you looking more to coach it and maybe move on to podcasts and things like that? Well. Why not do all of them? So I, I, that store is dead, <laughs> completely dead. Um, we did try to brand it, didn't work. Actually, Facebook kind of fucked us, but whatever. Um, Facebook does that a lot, yeah. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> and, uh, yes, uh, that store is dead. But yeah, we just just take the money I made from that and put in some work. So you, so you opened up another dropshipping store from that? Oh, of course. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool, cool. And f I guess, well, okay, I wanted to also ask you about the books that you read because it's actually something I've been getting a lot more into is reading books and whatnot. What are some of the books that were really influential for you in terms of changing, you know, I'm guessing you had to learn a lot of marketing skills, copywriting skills, things like that. Oh, you grabbing some books? <laughs> yeah, I can't find it actually. But um, the book that changed my life was "How to Win Friends and Influence People" by Dale Carnegie. Yeah, I ha actually have that right here. <laughs> yeah, it's the first book I ever read, and then "Rich Dad Poor Dad." I listened to that audiobook, and that was the second book I read. Um, one of the books I recommend greatly for mindset is "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins. I haven't heard of that one. What is that one about? Just kind of. He's a Navy SEAL. Um, he went through three hell weeks. He had the worst childhood you could ever imagine growing up. He overcame that. Now he has the world record for most pull-ups. And in, in a day, he has 4,000 pull-ups in 17 hours. Um, oh, that sounds rough. He does a lot of sh 
Uh, he, uh, he like he's a marathon runner now. He runs for like days straight. He was never a runner. He went through three Navy SEAL Hell Weeks in one year. Um, that sounds terrible. I've heard like just little snippets of what they do in those Hell Weeks. Complete monster. Nah. <laughs> cool. And that's that's I guess so that kind of taught you more of like discipline i'm guessing and kind of routine maybe um yeah it definitely did it just i always knew consistency was key and when i had my own youtube um so when i let's go back so at 10 years old i sold everything i could in my house to make a profit on ebay and uh, just literally anything i could get my hands on that was worth over like 10 bucks and then um fast forwarding to about 13 years old i started my own gaming channel where i uploaded call of duty and nba 2k videos got hundreds of thousands of views that was the first dollar i ever made online besides ebay um and uh, yeah i was making like getting like hundreds of thousands of views making like a couple hundred bucks a month from youtube and at 13 years old, it opens your eyes as to what is possible on the internet. Yeah. And so that was, that was just like the breaking point in terms of like, this is possible to actually use the internet for money. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. So, and then I guess my question from that was like, where have you always been super disciplined? Like obviously with making, I, I had a YouTube channel making YouTube videos, the, uh, have you heard of like monk mode? I was actually watching uh, Nate Schmidt. Do you know who that is? He's he's yeah. a he's a good friend of like Sebastian. He's kind of in the e-com world and whatnot. But he was talking about monk mode. Have you ever heard of that? Nope. Okay. What what does a monk do? What does a monk do? Yeah. Whatever monks do. <laughs> yeah. Basically nothing. And that that's kind of the definition of it is like you do nothing except for the the things that'll, you know, make you money. I'm guessing for you, that was working on, you know, reading these books to get better at, you know, marketing and um, improving your store and stuff like that. Did you ever have like that monk mode? Because I know for me, like, especially with my YouTube channel, I did have like kind of a monk mode where there was a time where I'd rather be sitting in my room making YouTube videos and not, you know, doing anything with my friends rather than like, yeah, I'd much rather be doing that than actually hanging out with people. Did you ever have that monk mode, whether that be with YouTube or with um, your dropshipping yeah. store, or even now? Yeah, I went through a lot of phases. Um, first, real uh, staying at home for um, days, weeks, months straight, making YouTube videos. That was definitely a monk mode. Second monk mode that changed me was um, lifeguarding. When I I had like everything I made it put back into the business. So I was trying to work as many hours as possible. Mm. Um, literally. Um, so I worked at a 24 hour fitness and uh, they would open at like six and close at like 11. I worked a six to 11 shift. Is that, is that not every, allowed? No, it's not, not <laughs> every day, not every day though. But like, I remember one time, how many hours is that? That's six. like 17. No, no. 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Oh, 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Holy shit. Well, just subtract the other one. So seven, that would be 17 hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, insane. And you would just work that entire time. Like actually it was, it was like, maybe I didn't work. 
I definitely worked for over 13 hours for like multiple days. Or not in a row though. That would be insane. But um, was the pay at least decent or like minimum wage? What's minimum wage? You're from Florida, right? New York. New York. Um, what's the minimum wage in New York? 13 before taxes. 13 before taxes. Okay. So you no. you that's pretty that's pretty decent. Minimum wage in Iowa is like 7.25 at blows, but Jesus yeah, They're ripping us off over wow. here. Yeah, but no that's that's wow. that's pretty nutty. So you were working all those hours and did that you know, I especially nowadays like that's kind of the mode that I've been in lately. I mean, I mean look, I didn't start off at my job um reading books and so I started my job late June and quit mid-August when my store popped off. From late June all the way to mid-July, I just, like, listened to music, just kind of, like, did what a lifeguard does, like, had AirPods in, and didn't really go into the thing. What caused me to go into books and watching those YouTube videos was pure boredom. Really? I literally, like, when you're sitting and you have no one to talk to for, like, 10 to 12 to 13, 14 hours. Oh, yeah. It gets to you, bro. You start thinking about life and stuff. So like <laughs> the next day, I would, I would go into like if you could like I had like a lunch break though and like multiple breaks. So yeah. it wasn't like you sat there for thirteen hours. Like every like four to five hours, you had like a thirty minute thing. Um, I would go out and I would download videos because I ran out of videos to watch. It was it was pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I just. <laughs> Man, that was like the worst and best period of my time because it was just straight grind mode because I hated that job so much. So I just did everything I could to get out of it. No, that's that's hey, that's a motivation right there. Just if you hate it something yeah. enough and you want to get out of it. So then, how did you balance that? Did you did you hang out with your friends a lot? Was there no? no. The summer was monk mode, bro. <laughs> so you were just you would literally go, you'd work, and then at night you'd like study how to you know work on your draft shipping store, all yeah. that, and just yeah, rinse and like repeat. literally, like no joke, yeah. And how many hours a week were you working? You think like did you have the weekends open? Uh. Mm, bro i had like three lifeguard jobs i had with one company and then another company and then they owned two locations so i'd work both locations so any shift that opened up like they didn't want to give me like every shift because like there's other workers and people want to get paid so every shift that was available i literally took um so man i was working like six maybe six to seven days a week sometimes that's dope and where where does that work at where did that work ethic come from because i feel like a lot of people don't have that are your parents like super great like they just instilled that in you or is that something you had to develop yourself oh no my parents called me like crazy like what are you doing like take a day off or something or like i don't know and then i just found no point i knew that chilling with friends wasn't i like obviously, like I'm not like antisocial. Like I, I, I do like like going out and stuff, but I felt like it wasn't worth it. I rather sit at my job and make money just sitting there than going out with them. And then I put that money back into the store. I didn't even, yeah. I just knew that uh, subconsciously. I just knew that that was the better option, and it was. Yeah, no, definitely, especially to where you're at now, like pretty successful. Yeah. I mean, my parents, um, both of them are immigrants from Ukraine. They came here at about 30, 30, mid thirties. Um, and, uh, yeah, they didn't know English and they came in the middle of their thirties. Like, 
Oh, you kind of really hard. Can you imagine your third like <laughs> and not not to a new country? Forget about a new state. Um, to a new country from, a, well, it wasn't communist at the time, but it was. I mean, when they grew up there, it was until 1991. Uh, but it was still pretty like socialist and stuff. So it's to go from that to trying to get a job and stuff. Also in 2008 in the financial crisis, especially New York City, the hub of it all, my mom lost her job. So that um, instilled in me like the entrepreneur, like I need to, I can't have like somebody determining if I lose my job or not. I need to determine my own income. Yeah, exactly. Especially because I mean, we're kind of on track to hit another one of those pretty soon here. Like that's the one thing I get. Oh, I, yeah, it, yeah, I know. I especially know. with college debt and whatnot, that is just another bubble waiting to pop. You know? Oh, the college debt is like one point three trillion. Yeah, it's insane. And also, like, I don't think people know this, but like, when you file for bankruptcy, like, it doesn't take away your, your debt yeah. for students. Yeah. People yeah, don't be- know that. Oh, dude. What's the definition? When you can't get your money back. Ty Lopez talks about this. He's like, all my programs, there's a, there's a refund policy. College doesn't have a refund policy. That is the definition of a scam. If you don't have a refund policy. Yeah. Oh, this is something I actually wanted to ask you about. So like, cause you're starting to sell some of your services in terms of like helping build stores, helping people with, you know, building their own brand and their own business. Cause you probably get it a lot. And especially remember when we were talking about your ad before we started, um, I saw a lot of the comments were like, oh, this is a scam. Like, this is stupid. Like how, you know, what's your kind of take on that? And also how do you deal with that? Because a lot of the times it isn't a scam. Like I've, I've been in Sebastian Georgie's course, both of his courses. I've, um, taken a couple other courses from Nate Schmidt, from James Holt. Um, those have some really valuable information in there and people are like, oh, it's a scam. Like they're, you know, 200 to $400. It's not worth it. But then they go and they take out student loans for college. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> do you do what's your like kind of take on those, those scams though? Like the college scam. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, hmm, how do well, I say I think, I think people will. And throw away a hundred thousand dollars into a degree like a snap of a finger but they won't invest a hundred bucks or to 200 bucks for in a course to possibly change their lives so it's very funny to me imagine if you had a hundred grand like the bank just gave you a hundred grand and you could invest it however you want i would buy like books courses online courses go to every seminar in the united states um in the world Imagine if you had $100,000 to invest everywhere into seminars and two books and to online courses and to mentoring and to in-person trainings for a whole year, $100,000. Uh, it would be so much better. Oh, that is 100% better than a college education. Imagine that. Imagine you spend $100,000 and you travel the world. You don't even need 100 grand to travel the world. It's traveling the world. It, it's not as much as many people like make it out to be. Yeah. It, it, it is obviously costly, but college is way more. Matt, tra- take that money and travel. Stuff. No, a lot of a lot of people go to college too for the experience. But I remember I heard Gary Vee talking about this a little bit. Like, you could go and travel around the world, still save money, and still get that like life changing experience. I don't know. Have you traveled the world a lot? Um, the United States and stuff. I've been to like some countries. I'm going to 
Ukraine this summer to visit like family I haven't ever seen in my life. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Um, besides that, uh, what was the other part of the question? Oh, it was something? just, I mean, it was just more, you know, have you traveled at all? Because I know for me personally, like I went to Japan for three weeks and I probably changed more as a person over those wow. three weeks being in Japan than all the mm. time ever yeah. that I'd been in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Go to a, I recommend everyone goes to a third world country and see, and see how people live there. And then you're great. And then you'll just be grateful for, and when you come back, you'll be like, holy shit. Like I'm living, like they would trade their lives for my life in like one second. Yeah. I'm guessing you don't do a lot of complaining. <laughs> oh, of course. Everyone complains like in their head and stuff. Like I don't want to get out of bed and stuff, but like, obviously like when you go deeper into it, um, yeah, obviously I try to not complain. But about the college question that you you, you said, um, for the experience. Yeah. I hear a lot of that. What experience? Like it's dude, it's literally the, like yes. I'll, I'll for the you, you you go fuck the college parties. You wanna see real parties? You make a shitload of money and you hold some damn Blazerian type party. The real parties you want to be at, the networking parties. You want to be at a party with a bunch of college kids, um, like just going crazy. I know, like, not like college parties are crazy, but um, or would you rather be in a in a like a mansion with um people you want to be like? Yeah, exactly. No, that mm -hmm. and that's that's exactly kind of what they pay for, like that experience of going to parties and just getting blackout drunk, and it's like it's kind of almost like a weird thing to want to experience and that's one thing i notice is like at college people go out and party because of like you know they're they're like oh i got this bad test grade or oh i don't like what i'm doing i'm gonna go drink to forget about it which is not how you deal with that at all whereas what you're talking about with those networking parties people are like i'm gonna go have fun but then i'm also gonna make connections <laughs> it, yeah is that something that's you do fun. a lot actually like go out and do like network parties or network parties um events so like speaking at an event april 14th netcon get to those events everyone like um i went to e-convention december 9th uh i met the host of netcon now simon uh at e-convention i wouldn't have connected with him if i didn't go to e-convention like one thing led to another i met people at e-convention that are now I talk to on a regular basis now. I went, um, what other events did I go to? I didn't go, I don't, I mean, I kind of just really started. I didn't go to many, I don't go to like many events, but I mean, anywhere you could like go. Like I went to, I went to Breakthrough San Jacob's event just because it's in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, just get to those events. Like they'll really change. Like you'll meet people, like like-minded people. You're speaking at NetCon, right? Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. And, uh, Here's, here's a phrase I want to put in front of you. It's not about what you know. It's about who you know. What's your take mm -hmm. on that? Because that's basically what you're talking about. It's like you met people and they kind of got you to where you're at. Or they helped you get to where you're at, not they got you. But what's your kind of take on that? Do you agree, disagree? Yeah, I mean, it's it's both. Like, obviously, you meet someone who later becomes a business partner and then you go into business and then you create a multi-million dollar company, like that type of stuff. But yeah, I completely agree. It's who you know, and but you also got to know what you know, because then if you don't know anything, you won't meet the people. So, yeah.
Yeah. What What's the recommendation? Like if somebody could right now be like, all right, I want to start this kind of entrepreneur thing. Um, what should I start? What should I learn first? Like wh- what do you recommend? Is it marketing? Is it sales? Is it reading how to, uh, how to win friends and influence people? Um, YouTube videos cause they're free. Yeah. You're you right. Want. And Most... who do you, Oh, sorry. One, keep going. <laughs> yeah. On whatever you want. Like if it's go ahead do learn shopping affiliate marketing go ahead learn affiliate marketing there's so many businesses out there if you want to learn stocks go ahead to crypto go ahead like there's endless businesses out there do you do you dip your fingers and toes into stocks at all i'm i'm really bad with stocks like i haven't no. learned any of that stuff yet i used to do like crypto before drop shipping and not really anybody knows that but i lost like put like a thousand bucks in it i lost it all so really yeah in a like, crypto all- like kind of the newer cryptocurrencies or like Bitcoin? No, 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 not Bitcoin. Um, just like alternative when Bitcoin blew up, that's when I learned about it. Though I learned about other coins, and I had a friend that was doing it, and kind of taught me a little bit. But we both lost a lot of money. Yeah, I uh, almost invested in uh, they're like the Kick app creators made a Bitcoin, I think, or not a Bitcoin, a cryptocurrency. I almost invested in that, and then I was like, oh, probably not a good idea. Because it's usually, it, by the time the big wave hit with Bitcoin, like when everyone was talking about it, that's when you don't want to be on it because that's when everybody hops on it and then everything, everyone ends up just kind of losing money from it. Yeah, 100%. A lot of people lost a lot of money when they heard about Bitcoin. Also, a lot of people made a lot of money. Um, So it's a double-edged sword. For sure, for sure. All right, man, well, I'm going to wrap up this podcast here. There is one question I did want to kind of ask you, um, and then I'm going to also give you an opportunity to ask your own question here at the end. Um, The one question I wanted to ask is like when you're, uh, you know, think about even even 13-year-old Vova, just like when you were younger, what would you have wished you would have known when you were getting started? So any entrepreneur listening to this podcast kind of just getting started, what is your recommendation for them? Yeah, invest in yourself earlier. I was very stubborn as to, hey, I don't want to pay anyone or anything like that. I wish I bought a course earlier. I start. I knew I started dropshipping in February. I bought my first course in July. I lost all the money from February to July, and then actually in July I actually started making money. So, um, yeah, invest in yourself earlier. That's what I would tell myself. Do you have a course or anything you want to give a little plug for or any affiliates that yeah. you're working with? Yeah. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, my course will be out. It's probably going to be the link in my bio. Check out my Instagram, Vovatess, V-O-V-A-T-E-S-S. Check out my podcast, my name. Again, Vovatess on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify. Um, it'll pop up on the Future Leaders Podcast. And uh, yeah. For sure, for sure. And then do you have a question like you'd want everybody to answer? I'm gonna, This is kind of just a way to um, get the, the audience involved. This could be anything like if you have a – if you're like testing a market or if you like have any questions, just kind of sauce it out there, have people answer it in comments, DMs, things like that. Um, this is a question for everyone. You know, you just – only person you should answer it to is yourself. Realize why you want it. If it's like money, so you can get out of a good, a bad situation, that's kind of short term. So when you struggle, you'll probably stop, but you got to have like a deep, deep reason why you want it. 
really go analyze your whole life and realize the things you did and stuff like that. I was asked this yesterday and it really got me thinking. So um, realize why. Dope. Awesome. Hey, thank you again for hopping on Vovitas. Uh, thank you listeners for coming by. Once again, this is your host, Ben, and I'll see you guys next week. What is up, Starby Studios Podcast? Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. It means the world to me that you've gotten to this point in the podcast. Really appreciate it. If you did enjoy it, which I'm guessing you did, if you're still listening to this, please, please, please share it with a friend. It means the world to me. That's kind of the best way you can show me that you enjoy the podcast. Text it to a friend, post it on Twitter, post an Instagram story or something like that. Would really mean the world to me. Tune in next week. I'll be doing a podcast interview with my business partner, Nicholas Goldberg. You guys do not want to miss this. This man is one of the most unique people I've had the pleasure of meeting in my entire life. So once again, guys, thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.